how are we doing and welcome to the dedicated transform your body mind and life podcast last week we did an episode on common mistakes that males typically make when starting their fitness journey so this week we're going to do the same but we're going to be focusing on common mistakes that females tend to make when starting their journey so we'll get stuck right into it number one is too much cardio whether it's classes hit sessions boot camps hubs uh, or just too much cardio in terms of smashing the, the the treadmill the stairmaster the bike you know we see it all the time um i think typically what again what we see is it's that mindset of more is better and it's just not the case uh you know the same types of people take pictures of their apple watches and their calorie counts thinking they've done they've done themselves a favor where in reality they've, they've actually probably been more detrimental than done good um, and we'll go into a bit of detail why but it's that all or nothing attitude, it's that more is better attitude, it's far too aggressive and usually that, that type of person, they have minimal n- knowledge in terms of recovery, uh, nutrition, uh, progressive overload. So what actually happens is their calorie expenditure is so high that they tend to go catabolic because I could guarantee 9 times out of 10 they will not be eating enough protein or they won't be eating enough food which we'll get into in another point. Therefore, the body sort of goes into starvation mode. It thinks it's being starved. So what it does to survive, in case you didn't know, muscle tissue is a luxury. Muscle tissue has a, a increases our metabolic rate. So just to have and hold on to muscle tissue increases your calorie output because you are using calories to maintain that muscle tissue. So it's a luxury. Now, if your body thinks it's being starved, the first thing it's going to do is dump as much of that muscle tissue as it can in relation to the aggressiveness of the expenditure. So what actually happens is you end up losing muscle tissue and breaking down muscle tissue and retaining fat stores because fat stores, excess fat stores are just energy stores and your body thinks it's being starved, therefore it wants to retain energy. So muscle weighs more than fat, we all know this and typically, again, I'm not digging here, but typically you know, females look at the scales and think, right, we're losing fat because the scales are going down. In reality, that's not the case at all and they put themselves in the worst off position because they are now catabolic and it comes with that feeling of being drained, that feeling of being fatigued, feeling lethargic and it just gets people to a vicious cycle. So I'm not saying be as lazy as you can but keep that expenditure at a comfortable level where you can recover from. Cardio is just a tool to utilise amongst other things in your progression. Training is another one, resistance training. Nutrition is a big one as well. All these things have to coexist with each other. Don't just focus on cardio. If anything, cardio is the least important of the three because you can increase your expenditure through resistance training. You can eat well and control your deficit through food. Cardio is just to top it off, top it off on the side. Number two, we'll be a bit delicate with this one, but it's stresses of the gym or gym uh, anxiety so we get this a lot especially during lockdown and straight after lockdown it's more so with females which is understandable just feeling a bit uncomfortable in the gym and it's not my place or our place just to say just get stuck in and ignore people because if you've got a, a genuine worry or a genuine concern you know it is what it is it's, it's not just something you can push under the carpet so this isn't to force you to change your mind it's just to put information out on the table hopefully get a liable moment from it if, if you're in this position just to help ease you into it so first things first no one cares right? no one cares what you're doing there no one cares without sounding like a dick no one cares about you in in that scenario so don't worry what other people think yet yeah, people might look people might have a quick glimpse 
there's probably going to be that pervy guy staring out the corner of his eye. Someone else might be admiring what you're wearing. Someone else might be looking at the type of workout you're doing. Not to judge, just to see what you're doing. We get it a lot of our clients. You know, we do see people seeing what our clients are doing and then sort of imitating them a little bit. Um, so don't take it as a bad thing. Just because someone might catch a glimpse or, or look doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. People genuinely don't care. And if they are looking or if they if you do catch a little glimpse, doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. So ease yourself into it. Some simple steps are... You got to bear in mind when someone thinks about the gym, it's not just the gym. It's not just the people in the gym. If you made a list of all, all the factors, it's the location, it's the environment, it's not knowing the equipment, not knowing the layout of the equipment, not knowing what that equipment does, not knowing what you need to do, or what exercises you need to do for your goal, not knowing about the weights, not knowing the, the people there, the music. It, it could be anything. You know, having to physically drive to a different place. All these things are factors. And it's not just solely related to the gym. A lot of these can be broken down. So for example, when someone comes on board, they get a training program tailored to them based on the gym that they're at, based on the homework that we do. So already there, you know where the equipment is, right? You're gonna know what you need to be doing. You're gonna know your rep ranges. You're gonna know your sets. That takes a big chunk of that stress away. And another easy tip is, you're going to warm up anyway. Most gyms, bear in mind we've been to a lot of gyms, most gyms, the cardio section typically overlooks the, the, the rest of the gym, unless it's a very, very old school gym and they've got a separate room for cardio. But most gyms will overlook the rest of the gym. So you can go and do your warm-up. You can just go and chill and do your rest day cardio. You can just go in there and ease yourself into it by just sitting on a bike or a treadmill, nice slow pace, scoping out the gym scoping out what people are doing just even visually seeing people until you feel comfortable you could just go home that day and you could do it again and again and again and within a couple of days time you know you might try your first workout you might just have a feeler a feeler set a feeler day for your for your exercises then you come back the next day and what you'll find is especially if you're consistent with your training times it's the same types of people people are typically quite friendly if anything it'll get to a point where people will be too friendly and it'll slowly work out down uh, where you, you get a bit too comfortable but that's that's for another day but bit by bit you'll get used to the environment you'll get used to where the, the layout of the gym isn't going to change anytime soon you'll get used to the equipment the equipment's not going to change anytime soon you'll know the weights that you're going to do because you're going to be logging it down you're going to be writing you're going to be taking note of it and you will get more comfortable day by day and genuinely we've had so many people that are scared to go to the gym and they're the ones now that are probably more addicted to the gym than anyone else it's hard to get them out but they all start in the same place with that similar worry and that similar feeling of, you know, it, it's just a completely different environment. It's taking someone out of their comfort zone. Myself, I just put my headphones in and zone out and go in there and do what I need to do. Someone could probably be robbing me or taking something out of my bag and I would not notice because I'm that focused on what I'm doing. Hopefully that helps a little bit. Another one, and this is a big one, is being scared of food. We, we get this all the time. So don't be scared of food, especially carbs, especially fats. Food is fuel. If used correctly and utilized the right way, fuel can be your best friend. People typically overeat or the ones that get overweight, they overeat from eating shit or too much shit. And then they subconsciously build this this bad connection or correlation with food. And just, and just in their heads, they build it up to be something bad based on what they've eaten. Rather than trying to pinpoint what it was and the amounts of it, they've just you know, tied it with the same brush, right, food is bad, food makes me fat, I can't eat too much food. Up to a point, 
eating a horrendously low amount of food is probably just as damaging as eating uh, an aggressively high amount of food. Obviously, the the side effects, the symptoms will be different, but in terms of damage, the damages are still going to be there. And a lot of people, again, a lot of females, unfortunately, are scared of carbohydrates. There's a difference between eating fish and chips and counting the, the chips as your carbs versus you know eating rice or potatoes or you know whatever it might be used at the right time on the right days in the right window with a, with a structured training plan and everything else in place carbs will be your best friend because they are your fuel source people can't believe how many carbs and, and how much we actually eat on a, on a given week and still retain our shape and still lose body fat and still have tr- uh, strength to progress in the gym building muscle tissue it's because we know how to utilize food i've already done a podcast on my fitness pub this is where a lot of people go wrong uh, because they don't know the actual breakdown of their macronutrients and it's just a detrimental way of doing things again that's another story for a different day but we do have a separate podcast on that if you want to go back and listen to it um you also need to think about muscle retention as well like we said before in the first in the first part of this a lot of people go catabolic and they start losing muscle tissue and retaining fat stores because they're not eating enough fuel. It's not just the training. The fuel, the food, is the fuel for the training, which helps you retain muscle. More muscle tissue or more muscle quality, we're not talking about getting big and bulky, increases your metabolic rate, which then makes it easier for you to lose body fat. Energy is another one. We see a lot of people doing One of my ex-clients used to do 17 classes a week um, and still couldn't get in shape. And, and we pulled it right down. I think we compromised on three, which was still three more than I would have liked of her, but three. And she had an amazing transformation. Bear in mind, she ran her own business, multiple kids, a uh, very busy person. So it just goes to show putting your expenditure down and being smart with it. Um, you know, putting food in the right places and enough of it and the right types and being smart with it can get you where you need to be. So utilizing food at the right time and not being too aggressive with your deficit or too aggressive with your surplus, it's going to do you a favour. It's going to go in your favour. Um, it also helps with mood. It's also going to help with energy. It's also going to help with sleep and hormone regulation as well. Number four is, we went over this just a touch before, but the more is better attitude. We get this with males as well, to be fair, whether it's ego or stubbornness. More cardio is not more fat loss. More of a deficit is not more fat loss more intense training is not more fat loss. You, your adherence to your, your plan, your programming, you missing your cardio is just as bad as doing too much cardio. Providing you have a good coach, there's not many around nowadays, but providing you have a good coach, what they prescribe for you will be the amount that you need to do based on your goals, based on you, your body type, your specifics, your circumstance, your scenario. Doing more than that is not adherent. It's not doing yourself or your coach a favor. Same with the deficit. We've had it before. People learn the hard way and then instantly learn um, where they've just tried to do a little bit more cardio, where they've just tried to eat a little bit less food, thinking it's going to boost their results, thinking it's going to get them there quicker. Where in reality, I've seen clients slumped on the side of a sofa in the gym in the past from trying to do too much and instantly regretted it. Good thing is you learn from your mistake once you've done it once and you sort of wind your neck in a bit and you know from that point, right, there's a threshold, there's a sweet spot. We want to stay on that. We push too hard. It impacts recovery. You know, if we don't push hard enough, we're, we're just being lazy. There is a sweet spot that we want to chase and you always want to be working smarter, not harder. Another thing we hear a lot is people saying, oh, I feel like I could just put an extra set in there or an extra workout. 
if you feel like that, you've not worked hard enough within your sets. A lot of my own personal working sets are one or two working sets max per exercise. Just by chance, it was a leg press today, one set on a leg press to absolute failure. And I don't have the smallest legs. So it just goes to show, it's not a case of more is better, it's a case of working smarter, not harder. And the last one, which is a big one, is scale weight or people being too scale weight focused. We probably have to repeat this more than anything else that we ever go through, but scale weight alone is a poor indicator of progression. Whether you think you're losing fat because it's coming down or whether you think you're gaining muscle because it's going up, any any unit of measurement alone is a poor indicator. Even the waist measurement alone is a poor indicator. Someone could... In a growth phase, someone might panic because their waist has gone up by one centimetre. Because it's gone up, they're going to panic, they're going to lose their head. But their chest and lats could have grown by eight centimetres. I'm exaggerating the numbers just to prove a point. But from a ratio point of view, their waist is now going to look tighter even though it's gone up. Scale weight, again, just because the scale weight's gone down, you might have lost muscle tissue. Just because the scale weight's gone up doesn't mean you've gained muscle. You could have gained body fat using the any unit of, of measurement alone is a poor indicator of progression. A good one here for, for guys especially as well is when they think they're getting stronger because their logbook, their weights in the gym are increasing. Using that, using that one unit of measure alone is poor because if their form is absolute dog shit, that number that they've written down in their logbook, that number that they think they are lifting is irrelevant. It's not a, a true representation of what they're doing. You have to take every factor together and they all coexist with each other you know your, your body the data it's all feedback it's all data relevant to you it builds a perfect blueprint of you what works for you what doesn't work for you so we've done another podcast on this as well a couple of weeks ago uh, knowledge is not power because if you don't know how to utilize it it can be the worst thing for you also a lot of people have an emotional reaction with the scales now some people might say you know stay away from the scales just don't go on them if they make you feel bad the downside with that and I understand the I understand the thought process there. If you don't want to slip, don't go where it's slippery. But you're never going to learn to progress past that point. You're never going to learn to desensitize yourself to that emotional reaction or that emotional connection you have to the scale weight. So a good way of easing yourself into this is to look at the scales. Try and dis disattach, disconnect from whatever number you see. We've actually had people in the past when when they first start, great week, lifts improving, looking good. They'll step on the scales and instantly feel like shit. That number does not dictate your happiness. That number is a unit of measure. That number is just data. That is all it is. It's just feedback. It doesn't matter if it says 10 kilos up. It doesn't matter if it says 10 kilos down. It's just data to add to, to the feedback, to the rest of the feedback. So you want to try and disattach from that. I know it's easier said than done, especially if you've got a coach. Just, just trust the process. Trust what they say, providing them a decent coach again. Otherwise, you will get caught in a vicious cycle. So they're the top five mistakes that we see the common mistakes that we see especially with beginners we will do one a little bit more in depth in terms of uh, for, for intermediates maybe more advanced clients or more advanced people training you know the common mistakes of males and females then obviously the common mistakes people make when they're beginners are slightly different to the mistakes that people make when they are a little bit more advanced with their training or with their fitness journey um, so we'll keep adding to this. But if anyone's got any questions based on the topics we've gone through, whether it's being scale weight focused, uh, you know, all or nothing is at a, an all or nothing attitude, being scared of food, you know, being scared of the gym, or, or being too involved with cardio, thinking you need too much cardio, 
if this is giving you some light bulb moments and it's something you want to dig a little bit deeper into feel free to drop a dm or just comment below and we will go into a bit of detail